ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله ذا بروفيت محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ذا فاينل بروفيت ذا فاينل ميسنجر came with the final revelation the final revelation from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the revelation of the quran and the revelation of the sunnah jibril alayhi salam used to come and teach the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the quran it was revealed over 23 years section by section ayah by ayah over a period of 23 years the sunnah too over the years it was being revealed and jibril alayhi salam used to come and teach the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the sunnah also kana yanzilu jibril ala an-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bis-sunnah kama yanzilu alayhi bil-qur'an as it is mentioned in one of the statements of the salaf jibril used to come down upon the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaching him the sunnah just as he taught him the quran within that final revelation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the guidance for salvation because on the day of judgment it will be our deeds and our actions that will differentiate between the people of hellfire and the people of paradise 
Therefore, it is vital that we understand what this final revelation is. That we understand the Quran just as Allah told us to do and mentioned, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ Allah said, do they not ponder over the Quran? Do they not reflect over the Quran? Understand the teachings within the Quran? And similarly the Sunnah, the Prophet wasallam told us, عَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّاشِدِينَ Upon you is to cling to my sunnah and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs after me, the khulafa rashidin A Muslim who does not cling on to the Qur'an and the sunnah, does not live his life in accordance to the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then that is a person who is heading into a path of destruction. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to save yourself in this world and to save yourself in the afterlife then there are certain things you have to do. Allah told us, by time, all of mankind is in loss. Except for those who have Iman and do the righteous actions and the counsel and advice and call to the truth and to patience Iman and actions Iman and obedience and worship that is the key to salvation. Hence the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Kullu ummati yadkhulun al-jannah. All of my ummah will enter paradise. Illa man aba. Except for those who refuse. قَالُوا وَمَنْ يَأْبَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said, and who will refuse, O Messenger of Allah? قَالَ مَنْ أَطَاعَنِي دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَنْ عَصَانِي دَخَلَ النَّارِ That whomsoever obeys me will enter paradise. وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَقَدْ أَبَى And whomsoever disobeys me, then that is the one who has refused. If you disobey Allah and the Messenger, you do not follow the final revelation of the Qur'an and the Sunnah, 
then you are refusing yourself from entering paradise. The Prophet said, إِنَّ الْحَلَالَ بَيِّنٌ وَإِنَّ الْحَرَامَ بَيِّنٌ وَبَيْنَهُمَا أُمُورٌ مُشْتَبِهَاتٌ That indeed the halal is clear and the haram is clear and in between there are the affairs that may not be clear to the people but the halal is clear and the haram is clear a person understands what is allowed and what is not. So if you do not stick to the halal, and instead you go and perform the haram, then you are only bringing destruction upon yourselves. Shaitan wishes to take you away into the haram, all of the different haram, whether it be from the smoking, from the interest, from the fornication, from the drugs, from the stealing, from robbery, all of the various types of sins and haram, shaitan wishes to drag you away into them, to drag you away into this world, a world that the shaitan beautifies for you, beautifies wealth, beautifies the luxuries, beautifies your desires for you, and your soul calls you to those desires, the desires that lead to your destruction, and they lead to the destruction of your families, they lead to the destruction of your sons and daughters, the drugs that are widespread amongst the people and society, drugs that destroy your lives and the lives of your children, the lives of your families, the haram in the interest and the wealth, that is out there for people to chase after. All of this Allah mentioned to us, أَلْهَاكُمُ التَّكَاثُرُ حَتَّى زُرْتُمُ الْمَقَابِرُ All of this mutual rivalry, all of this gathering of the wealth of the world, chasing after your desires, then it distracts you until you come to your grave and when you come to the grave to the graveyard to your grave then you will remember then you will see the reality of what you did and what you should have done when you are in your grave and the two angels they will come and they will sit you up and they will question you man rabbuka wa ma dinuka wa man nabiyuka who is your lord and what is your religion and who is your prophet 
the kuffar will not be able to answer. But the believers, the righteous, the pious, those who are upon iman and did the righteous actions, then they will answer correctly. يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make firm with an upright statement those who believed, those who believed, then Allah will keep them firm in this world and in the afterlife, in the questioning of the grave. But it is time to ponder, time to reflect. What have we done? Have we implemented and practiced the Qur'an and the Sunnah? Have we implemented it on ourselves to begin with? And then upon our families? Or do we leave ourselves and our families wandering in this world, leave our sons and our daughters out, doing whatever they do from the desires and from what the shaitan whispers to them in murder and killing and drugs and rivalry and gangs. Is this what you desire for your sons and daughters? Is this what you desire for your families? Certainly the Muslim does not live upon that way and does not allow his family to go into ruin and destruction, to go into the streets and to follow the shayateen. Rather, Islam teaches you purity, teaches you to live your lives in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is the reason why Allah created us. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله How do we find the cure to what we see around us now We see our families, our children, our brothers, our relatives going off into the streets, into lives of ruin and destruction. What is the cure to that? The cure is that you begin with yourself, firstly and foremostly. You cannot expect to guide your family and relatives and children, to take them off the streets away from the drugs and the gangs and the killings, if you yourself are not practicing Islam properly, you yourself are not observing the five daily prayers, 
you yourself are never coming to the masjid, then what do you expect of your children? What do you expect of your family and relatives when they see you and you are not somebody who prays and you are not somebody who goes to the masjid? You are not somebody who reads the Quran or Hadith or go to the classes of knowledge. Then how will your children be impacted by you? What role model will they find in you? What good nurturing will they find in you? Allah told us protect yourselves and your families from the fire. Firstly and primarily by practicing the religion yourselves, observing the rights of the religion yourselves, and thereafter teaching that to your families and your children, teaching that sunnah and implementing it in your households and not allowing the haram into your homes, not allowing the evil into your homes, safeguard your homes and protect your homes, safeguard yourselves and implement the sunnah within your homes, raise your children upon Quran, raise them upon the sunnah, just as the salaf they used to do, the sons and the daughters of the sahaba, radiyallahu anhub, the children of the companions, from a young age, they would learn the Qur'an and they would come to the circles of the Qur'an. They would learn the sunnah. They would learn the religion and practice it. But where are we and why are we so negligent? Never coming to the mosque except on a Friday. That is never what the Prophet ﷺ taught us. Never did he teach us that the rights of the Muslim are to come once a week to the mosque. That is a disaster which is in the Muslim Ummah. So when we look at the Muslim Ummah, and you see all of the terrible things going on, and how they are being oppressed, the Muslims, our brothers and sisters in different parts of the world, then don't stand there and say, because the kuffar have done this and the kuffar have done that and because the muslim rulers are doing this and cooperating with kuffar look at yourselves yourselves ourselves only coming to the masjid once a week on jumu'ah and then we want the ummah to be powerful and we want the ummah to have honor and we want the ummah to have dignity and not to be oppressed by the kuffar abandon the mosques and leave them empty and then you want the ummah to have power and strength and honor abandon your children and families to drugs and gangs and never bring them to the mosque and then you want the ummah to have power and strength and honor do not waste your times in blaming others do not waste your time in talking about the muslim rulers do not waste your time in demonstrations outside embassies. Use your time in examining your own affairs. Use your time in looking at yourself and your own families. Where you are 
in terms of practicing the Quran and the Sunnah, or where you are in terms of how much you have neglected the Quran and the Sunnah. This is what we all need to do. We all need to examine ourselves. We all need to look at ourselves, reflect upon ourselves, ourselves and our families. What are we doing to start with? How are we practicing the Quran and the Sunnah to start with? Are we going to the masjid and observing the prayers to start with? That is where you begin. If you cannot even fix that, then there is no point wasting your time talking about other countries and Muslim rulers and the kuffar and the governments and the presidents and the prime ministers. Do not waste your time in talking about politics when you cannot even fix yourselves and your homes. This is what we need to stop and think about. We do not want our children to end up on the streets. We do not want the ummah to become weak. Then we have to return back to the Quran and the Sunnah. Whatever the Prophet has given you, then take it. Take it, Allah says to us in the Quran. So why are we not taking it? Why are we not taking that sunnah, learning it and practicing it? It is time for us all to stop and ponder, to stop and reflect and to think about our lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to improve us and to make us better, to make us strong on iman and practicing this religion and the final revelation of the Qur'an and the Sunnah.